All right, it's going to be a very, very busy show. Our first stop is going to be all the way in France. We're going to be going to Nice in just a second. And the reason why is because another day dirtier than another one. An arrest in football circles has taken place. Uh, the former UEFA chief, that's uh, Michel Platini, uh, being arrested today in connection with a probe into the awarding of the 2022 World Cup in Qatar. Now, Platini is in police custody under a French procedure known as Gardevoir. And, uh, yeah, Rob Harris will help me in just a second to tell me exactly how long this happens or if, indeed, he is still in custody. Uh, Rob Harris is with AP Global Football. He's a sports writer there. Rob, good evening. All the way in Nice and France. Welcome to MSW. Good evening. Is he still arrested? Well, as we know, he still seems to be in custody at this hour. They do have 24 hours to question him. It can be extended. But, yes, the division um, that looks after particularly financial crimes and corruption, just looking into Michel Platini and the probity of his decision-making and the whole process around the 2022 World Cup uh, bidding and, indeed, the Euro 2016 vote, which saw France beat uh, Turkey. God the ver, what does that mean, though, in terms of that? Is that the 24-hour that they do have in order to try and, and squeeze as much as they possibly can, Rob, in that time period? Yes, in the initial questioning period, it can be held for 24 hours without being formally charged. Then the time for holding a suspect can be extended to 48 hours. I mean, in cases of terrorism, it can go up to 144 hours. I mean, when questioning is over, questioning could either walk free, or he could be presented to a judge who would then decide whether or not to press charges. Uh, Platini hasn't been charged at this stage. He does deny wrongdoing, and his uh, communications team are saying they're absolutely confident that he has done nothing wrong. If we have to zoom in slightly, though, into a particular lunch that was held in 2010, hosted by the then uh, France president, Nicolas Sarkozy, nine days before the announcement that Qatar would host the Cup, why would they focus on that? What was happening? What was purported to have happened there, Rob, around that lunch? Yeah, this all relates to when um, Sarkozy, who was French president at the time, at his official residence in Paris, uh, hosted this um, meal with the Crown Prince of Qatar, who is now the Emir, and Platini has assisted at that meeting that it didn't influence um, how he voted two weeks later. What he said was Sarkozy never asked me to vote for Qatar, but I knew what would be good. Now, there's a different account of that from um, Seth Blatter, who actually in the last uh, few minutes today he's spoken to one of my colleagues at AP and, you know, insistent that um, that Paris meeting did sway Qatar's vote. And, and just that, I think we lost you for a couple of seconds there, Rob. Uh, uh, regarding Seb Blatter, you're saying the main difference between Seb Blatter's statement then and what is being said now uh, would be what? Well, Seth Blatter is in his claim that that meeting in Paris did lead to a swaying of the vote. He believes that Platini had committed to voting for the US, as Blatter indeed himself claims he did do. But uh, yeah, he claims that was a significant moment coming just uh, less than a couple of weeks before Qatar beat the US 14-8 in that final round of voting in Zurich in uh, December 2010. And, and we do know, though, that there was still that uh, Platini banned over the two million Swiss francs uh, over the disloyal uh, payment from Blatter, who was also banned from football uh, for his part in the matter. What does this all say to us, though, Rob, as far as 2022 World Cup in Qatar is concerned and, and the bizarre nature of the fact that it went that way? Well, yeah, of course, Platini is banned from football. His ban runs until October, all relating to that undocumented 
undisclosed payment that was unearthed in 2015 of, of, of around $2 million. And uh, it has been a stain on Plastin's character. It, you know, he has been trying to recover his reputation, even in recent weeks, as we have prepared in France for this Women's World Cup. He's been speaking, trying to put himself back into the limelight again. But it's more the focus of the next Men's World Cup that is obviously um, under scrutiny. And those questions have just never gone away, as even as the investigations have said they've found no complete wrongdoing for Qatar. So many questions linger over their conduct and, and how they actually uh, took the, the World Cup to, to the Middle East for the first time. And and this obviously counters against what Platini would want to see happen, though, because uh, his eight-year ban, which was later reduced, uh, will expire in October 2019. It's for him to gain a little bit of uh, prominence. So I guess the authorities here, Rob, uh, are trying to make sure that before that happens, uh, they get a stronger case against him, which uh, possibly might see him back again, banned again from football. Well, yeah, and there are other cases the French authorities are looking into, in, even involving Qatar, not just in football. They're looking into the award of the IWF World Championships to Doha, which start in this September. They're also looking into how Tokyo won its Olympics bid for 2020. So the French have really got many investigations into uh, potential wrongdoing in bidding processes. And uh, this one in the World, into the World Cup process has been running for a couple of years. And it's taken really until now for them to question uh, Platini. And, uh, you know, there's no... Uh, sense yet now how long it will take to unfold and i guess the more he keeps running away from why he changed his mind to vote for qatar rather than the u.s such allegations rob are likely or highly unlikely to ever go away well no indeed and you can imagine still a kickoff in doha in november 2022 a date moved because of the heat in qatar couldn't be played in june july and um, those questions will be lingered right up until kickoff and obviously qatar's not only faced the questions over how it won the bid through um suspected wrongdoing but also then how it's prepared the country for the world cup with the scrutiny on human rights and labor conditions to build all the eight stadiums that it had to uh, for to cope with the uh, tournament would Qatar ever be stripped of its rights uh, rights to host the World Cup? Well, that's obviously something that's been discussed so often. I mean, you would think it's unlikely now, given the uh, preparations that are so far advanced. And, um, you know, first of all, we don't know how long these criminal cases would even take to reach a charge, a, a court's case, if ever that, that happened. Uh, there was, there is, of course, one Olympic president, Salt Lake City, did uh, was found guilty of wrongdoing in terms of its Olympic bid, and it did go on still to host the uh, World Cup. But uh, you know, if the World Cup was meant to put a new uh, positive light on Qatar, it was meant to bring positive publicity to the country. Uh, it's really done anything but that. It doesn't seem like Platini has any regrets for voting for Qatar, does it, Rob? No, I mean, you know, he certainly has always uh, defended himself and his conduct. Um, you know, he's actually, in fact, you know, been turning fire on his former um, deputy, as it were, effectively, at UEFA, um, Gianni Fantino, who obviously became FIFA president instead of him. I mean, if we cast our mind back four years ago to when those arrests took place of so many FIFA officials in Zurich, Platini was seen to be the man who would replace Sepp Blatter um, around that time then. Platini himself was brought down a few months later. So it's been a real fall from grace for Platini, who thought he would be the man running world football. But he now has to live with seeing one of his former administrators, Gianni Fantino, being the one at this World Cup. He will be at the African Nations opener as well. And, uh, you know, he's the man who's at the centre of things. And we've got to put on record again that FIFA's own 2014 internal investigation effectively cleared Qatar of, of any corruption, though, uh, which means, though, that we, we've got to be set for a rather unique World Cup.
Yeah, the, well, the investigation found was while Qatar's conduct may not have met the standards required, there was no evidence of improper activity by the bid team. But uh, so many, uh, uh, so many questions have actually still persisted over their activities, whether it's the use of the Aspire Academy or, or various other uh, things. The so many uh, allegations have surfaced, but FIFA do claim from their investigators that, that there wasn't enough to warrant stripping Qatar of the tournament. Look at your crystal ball. Finally, Rob, do you see Platini walking out of this one here as what? Well, I don't know, obviously, what uh, the authorities have uh, to question him on directly. So it's one that we'll just wait to see how it uh, unfolds. You know, we'd have some sort of development or information in the coming hours. Yeah, without a doubt, I think uh, before end of day today, we should have some form of uh, uh, finality on that one. Rob, as always, thank you so much for your availability all the way in Nice and France. Uh, AP Global Football All Sport Writer, uh, that is Rob Harris uh, joining us on the line, giving us the latest update with regards to uh, that story that broke earlier today in the morning. Yet another case of a high-ranking football official former UEFA president Michel Platini being questioned by French anti-corruption investigators over the awarding of the 2022 World Cup to Qatar.